Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Joshua Suliruka here, your host of the Impact Podcast Show. And uh, I just want to uh, mention two things before we introduce our next special guest on the Impact Podcast Show. And the first thing I would like to say is I would like to say thank you. I want to say thank you to those who are listening to this episode either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I also want to say thank you to those that are watching this podcast through our YouTube channel. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you guys like this video if you have received any value whatsoever. And make sure you guys comment your thoughts. If you guys got any thoughts or any questions that you'd like to ask myself or the special guest on the other side, uh, make sure you put it down in the comments down below. And guys, make sure, most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure you, you click on that bell button for the latest updates to our next video. And so that was the first thing that I wanted to mention. But the second thing that I want to mention before we introduce our next uh, special guest, I would like to state our mission and our mission is simple. Our mission is to focus on impacting the one. So if you are impacted by this podcast, I encourage you to share this to someone else uh, that can benefit from this podcast. And guys, just remember, it only takes one person to change someone's life and that could possibly be you. And that will be cool. But guys, enough with all the shenanigans that I just mentioned, okay? I needed to put that in before I started. But guys... I cannot wait to get into this podcast episode, but before I do introduce our next uh, uh, special guest on the Impact Podcast Show, I want to share a bit of a story on on how I was able to meet this lovely lady on the other side. Not only is she on the in, on the other side of this call, she's actually on the other side of the country. <laughs> so um, she's going to share a bit more about that. But I want to share a bit of story about um, you know who this person is and why I actually got them on the podcast show. So funny enough, I was on Twitter. Right, I was on Twitter at this time, and all I was doing was uh, I was just scrolling through, and I end up seeing, um, I end up seeing this. Uh, I guess it was you know her page uh, on on Twitter, and it was a very honestly, I, I felt like there was a bit of salt. Like I, I felt like there was a bit of saltiness in her, and obviously we're going to discover more about that. Uh, but I guess the reason why I I, I kind of resonated with um, you know our special guest is that I loved the the concept and the the why behind the what you know um, you know she she names herself uh, sipping cocoa and that's that's kind of like her brand and she focuses on blogs like she likes putting blogs out there uh, for the Pacifica people but um, I, I can see uh, so much uh, so much kind of connection and relatability that we have together and so I wanted to get her, uh, get her on here because because uh, by the time of this launching, it will be actually one year since we started the Impact Podcast Show. And I know for her and her brand, it's been one year too. So I was like, what a coincidence uh, to have it on here. But most importantly, the actual reason why I wanted to get her on here is to actually say thank you to her for being one of the um, you know the main followers. I'm still following us uh, on our journey here today. So I know that she knows where I was the first time and where I've come now. And it's crazy because we actually haven't even met. Uh, this is the first time we've, we, like, we've actually connected. And so I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed to actually have a conversation with her to get her on the Impact Podcast show to share her story because I truly believe that this story that she's going to share is going to impact you and it's also going to help us impact the one. And so guys, I would like to take this opportunity to welcome on the Impact Podcast show our next special guest, Ensley Broom. Hello. <laughs> so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Honestly, I, I cannot I, I, I cannot wait to get into our conversation because I know it's going to be really good. 
uh, I'm, I'm, I was already thinking about it before, like especially in, um, this morning. And so, guys, if you guys don't know, she's actually in in the US, and it's I think it's like seven or like seven thirty or something like that, or seven eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's roughly around yeah. there, and it's like ten o'clock, <laughs> ten o'clock in the morning in um in Australia. So uh, I'm so grateful, uh, my sister, uh, for taking out the time. I know that time is valuable. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm loving this. Like, I love connect, being able to connect. Like, internet has been amazing. Social media, I love that it's been able. I always say, like, you know, our ancestors navigated the waves, but we're navigating the waves of the internet. And so, like, that's what oh, I come love. come on. Yeah. Come <laughs> like, on. I'm, that, sure, I'm sure I heard that, like, some, from somebody else. It's not mine originally, but that's, like, what I love to say ever since I've heard it or the concept of it is that, like, ancestors navigate the waves and we navigate the waves of the ocean. I mean, of the internet. So, yeah. That's so cool. I actually love that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm just going to take yeah, a bit of that. Ahead. I'm going to keep that you in my head. <laughs> everybody. I mean, we're all like future ancestors. I have a friend who was like, always talks about us being future ancestors. So yeah, share it with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 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 Well, in, in saying that, um, you know, the one thing I, I like to do is I like to get the uh, special guests to introduce themselves because, um, you know, there may be people in your circle or in, or in your influence that, that may be listening to this, but we do have the impact uh, community listening to this too. So uh, do you mind, um, if possible, sharing a bit about who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Ainsley Broom. I am now currently in Nashville, Tennessee, but I grew up in um, Paraloid, Arkansas, which is a tiny, tiny town in the South here in the United States. So I used to say for my journey, it all started when my mom left uh, Samoa and moved to New Zealand and met my dad, who is a Palangi New Zealander, and they moved to the States and had my sister and I. And so we grew up not really knowing our culture at all. I don't speak the Samoan language, unfortunately, learning and um, <laughs> learning. And so, you know, most of my life I was proud to be someone didn't really know what it meant though until a few years ago when I went to see to my cousin's wedding and I was like oh yeah I'm someone I love being able to experience the culture and then a cousin called me plastic and I was like and so that kind of is like where I think that's probably where the spark began like the the need and the want to learn our culture because my mom raised me to be a fighter and so I was Anytime we've ever gone through stuff in life, she's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? And so for me, my doing about it was starting to blog to where I'm going to know more. Not- I may not know the language, but I'm going to know more about our culture than you do because language is a sub- aspect of it, but it's not the feel. It's not the vibes. It's like, you know, and so that's kind of like where the spark began. And so that's kind of like the past few years I've been on a journey and last year's when I finally decided to start a blog. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. Little, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I, I love that. Um, I love that you, like, obviously, uh, growing up, um, you know, <laughs> your, your cousin ended up calling you plastic. Yeah, I know. It's a thing, oh, wow. man. Like, <laughs> no, it is. It is. And, like, this is the thing. Um, I think, you know, just adding to what you were saying, like, I think a lot of people that isn't within the culture, um, you know, even the Pacifica culture, they don't realize that there are people out there that don't really know their culture. And so whenever they come, like, I know when I was in school, people thought that I was, cause like I'm, I'm, I'm Tongan and Maori. So, um, you know, they'll come up to me and be like, Oh yeah, you know how to speak it. Yeah. And like, I was so insecure 
because I actually didn't know how to exactly. speak it, right? Or even Maori, like people be like, oh, you're New Zealander. And so they had this expectation that, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like you should know when it's like, uh, I don't really know. Like, and it's obviously based on, you know, personal reasons. Um, yep. But it's like, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand, um, especially in the Pacific culture that like, not a lot of us know uh, exactly, you know, the language, the culture. And some of us have to go on that journey. And I guess you're on that journey right now. Yeah. And it's kind of what I've been talking about recently a lot too, is the fact that like, we have to stop saying plastic because in a way, and I get it's a joke, but at the same time, for those of us who didn't get the chance or didn't have the opportunity, we didn't get to make that choice. It's kind of a, it's a discouragement in a way. A lot of friends that I have here in the States who they're like, yeah, I didn't learn the culture as well. And because of it, like people said stuff and I just don't care anymore. And so in a way we're basically committing cultural suicide and, yeah. you know, by like, you know, jokes, we all know jokes hurt. We all joke with our families. We, I mean, if you're in a Polynesian family, you've got to have thick skin. <laughs> you're just not going to survive. Like, 100%. 100%. Like, that's why I'm always like, I'm always worried about like just dating a Polynesian boy here in the States. Cause I'm like, bro, if you meet my family, are you going to make it? Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of advocate the stop using the word plastic and have more of an understanding and a teacher's mindset. Now, if yep. someone is in our community who's, like, right out, like, internally racist, yeah, let's just call them out on that and, like, set them straight because there's no need for that. We already deal with a lot of other yeah. Are we allowed to cuss on this? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's totally of, fine. All good. Okay, All there's good. a lot of shit that we deal with, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, like, um, you know, it was so cool that you mentioned plastic because I'm like, man, I feel like I'm the most plastic, like, Tongan Māori guy out there. But the cool thing about us, the one thing I can resonate with you about, um, you know, about this word plastic is that as much as we were called plastic or as much as we were called, like, like you're not a real, you know, you're not a real, um, you know, uh, someone, lady, or for me, mm-hmm. it's like oh, a Tongan man or a, a Māori, uh, you know, guy. Uh, what we are doing is we're we're learning. You know, we're actually yep. taking the time out to learn. We're on a journey. I'm still on the journey too. Like I'm still in a journey of discovering my culture, and like you know, my partner, she's she's someone. So and she 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 she's really heavily involved in the culture. So like she helps me to understand. Like yeah, like you probably need to learn your culture, but she's not like mm-hmm. calling me plastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I guess the the cool thing that we can uh, connect with is that we're actually doing something about this. Like we're actually doing something about kind of being called plastic and um is that like would you say that that's that's kind of what started your blog because I, I, I did i did hear that you mentioned that that was one of the things that helped you to to blog um is that something yeah. that helped you out yeah so that was actually one of my first like you could say like big blogs that like went off because um i actually um and i might say this wrong messina samoa the yep, business yep, that yep. yeah that's uh she actually asked if she could repost it on her site so i'm grateful for her to her for helping me like you know get a lot of my stuff off the ground and so that got posted because it's my cover art for that was plastic and the l was spelt with a middle finger in the air <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah i guess like my concept was 
if you're offended by the middle finger, that's that's how I feel when you call me plastic. Oh wow! Like that's how. Yeah. So like, I was like, if this offends you, well, that's how I feel when you say plastic to me. And so I was fortunate enough that some people like reached, especially moms, like reached out to me saying like, yeah, I grew up not knowing the language, and I'm like or the culture. And I'm like worried about my kids because I want them to know and I'm taking them back. And so it's just cool to hear the stories that people talk about because what they're doing with their children is what I want to do with my future kids is like, I didn't get to grow up. So I'm going to have to reinvigorate the next generation. So that's like my mission in a way is trying to like make sure that the bridge is not collapsing, that there's still something, a structure there connecting us to our culture, no matter where we're at. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think um, I, I guess another question I wanted to ask you is like you mentioned about cultural suicide. Um, mm-hmm. Did you want to kind of share and elaborate on that for those that because you know there might be some people listening being like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, so um, that's just something I just came up with on a whim. Um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just kind of how I view it. Is like you know when we're basically battling each other all the time about what's really being Samoan or what's really being Tongan or. Uh, moldery like like what like what is that and to be honest like if you even go to like I feel like sometimes when I look just like go to Samoa the people in Samoa they're just like we want to help you learn or we want to help you like what like they'll teach you something but if you're like in Australia or New Zealand or even here in the states we have to deal with colonization so much that we hold it so close to each other that we even hate on ourselves and so that's like internal cultural suicide because we're going to judge each other on how someone we can be when yeah. really if the blood is literally running through your veins you are someone like the idea that you're not enough is a colonizer's mindset and that's something we have to get rid of it's yeah. not something that we need to keep around because that's not how our i don't feel like that's how our people are like we're more loving than hating but yet we hate so much on each other when it comes to being enough yeah that is so true honestly like <laughs> I, I love where the the podcast is going because i didn't plan it to have to like go this way but this is like to me like what i believe like if i had someone talking about this when i was younger like mm-hmm. i would be in a totally different space i'd say now like i'll probably i'll probably be more culturally in depth in terms of my own culture if i got yeah. this a lot earlier <clears throat> but obviously you know time Obviously, there's a reason why things happen, uh, like things happen like this. But like the good thing is, like I'm so grateful that I I get to learn now because I'm on the same page as you. Like I'm wanting to learn my culture, so I'm able mm-hmm. to you know teach my future kids. Because the last thing I want them to go through is what we went through. Yeah, because I would hate for like my thing is I just don't want to see my children go see their cousins and their cousins be like oh, you're plastic or you're not really someone. Like, yes, you are. Like, you are someone. You can be this person. And, like, I know talking with some friends, they're just like, I just don't feel, like, when they grew up here, like, in the States or wherever, they're like, I just don't feel it. And it's because yeah. they didn't get to connect. And yes. I feel like I'm on a rush. Like, I'm only 27, but I feel like I'm literally trying to, like, binge our culture. <laughs> like, not just someone, but, like, you know, living in like some people in Australia or New Zealand, they know like all the islands. Like they know, they know the some they can switch from Samoan dance to Tongan dance and like that. And I'm just like, I'd love that. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to be able to do that. Like, cause like I'll post on TikTok like something and oh, I hated when I did this, but 
there was like my favorite like um versions of like the island teams going at each other doing like the CP Tao or the Siva Tao is the Tongan versus Samoa. And I put Sipi or Sipa Tao versus Sipi Tao. And I'm not Tongan. So I was like, crap, I can't believe I put this out there. So I was like, you know what? I got to take it down, redo it. And I was like, I just wish I had that like, flow to where i could like jive in between each culture and know it well enough to like educate other people about it because that's what i'd love to do is educate others so that they're not appropriating our cultures even that even just to add into what you're saying i think also it would be good to have like uh like people to go to of of the different culture to be like hey did i say it right like did i yeah. do it right? because like i'm gonna be real straight like this is like all part of impacting the one I feel like there are people out there listening to this right now that can really resonate on what, on what we're actually talking about. And I guess one thing I would kind of um, give in terms of a solution to these plans is like, I, I know for sure that that must've been very uncomfortable for you, like to oh, do a TikTok was. and knowing I like, Oh, I actually stuffed up. And it's crazy because I, I'm just going to be real here. I know that some people may get offended by this, but I'm just going to, I'm just stating facts and I'm only wanting to share the truth out there. I do believe that there are people out there and it's actually our own people who are going to judge us the most. Like they're mm-hmm. probably going to judge us the most. Like you're going to probably have a Tongan person be like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, she, she said it wrong, but what we should be doing instead is we should be actually saying, you know what? Hey sis, like I just realized that you end up getting this word wrong, but it's this word. You know, just mm-hmm. having people that you can reach out to be like, hey, before I post it up, is this right? <laughs> yeah. And like having someone to check in because honestly, that won't be the biggest game changer to being like, obviously building up your self-confidence and um, building like self-esteem to actually be like, okay, I'm actually like, I'm actually confident enough to put it out there because I do feel like there are many people out there that want to express their culture. But the one thing that they're worried about is being judged by their own people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, the, I've like seen that in two different videos I've posted. Like I posted that one and someone was like, what's the Sipa Tao? And I was like, Ugh, uh, and then like on another video, I posted like the evolution of like the all blacks doing the Hakka. And someone was like, Hey, like it's kind of pronounced like this. And then I even said Mulry with like an L, like it yeah. just, it rolled off wrong. I'm still trying to get that correct. I feel like I'm always messing it up. And someone was like, hey, like, they were like, hey, sis, like, you kind of said with an L, next time kind of do it this way. And I was like, I appreciate that so yeah, much. 100. Like, that just, like, level of, like, you know, just chill and just being like, hey, like, I know you're trying. Just try to do this next time. Honestly, like, those are the people that I like to connect with a lot more. Like, I like to be <laughs> a lot more around them because – um, they're actually doing because they care, whereas there's people out there that will just tell you the truth because they are wanting to meet um, some sort of significance inside of them. Like they're wanting to feel a lot more superior uh, by telling you, hey, you got it wrong. And so once they feel like your 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 emotions have been uh, drawn down, then their emotion goes up and they're like, you know what, I actually feel good. I feel good about it, knowing that I, I made someone feel bad or oh. made them feel sad. Yeah, I, and I like, you know, there's just, uh, yeah. I just can't. Yeah, you basically said it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm so grateful that we've, we've started off having this conversation because we're actually going to get more into that later in depth when, um, yeah, when Ensley um starts to share about her, um, 
her journey into uh, starting Sipping Coco and and also where where she's going to go in the end. So that will be at the end of the podcast. But in terms of the stage that we're going to go into right now, uh, the one thing I believe in is that before the glory, there is always a story. And one thing I'm really passionate about is actually hearing people hearing people's stories, but also allowing them to share. So that's the platform that we utilize the Impact Podcast Show uh, for, is to share this story. And so we're going to go on a journey uh, on um, learning a bit more about Ansley. And you guys get the exclusive uh, story on, on um, you know, who she is and, and why she does what she, she does to this day. And uh, I guess the first question I would love to ask you, sis, is... Mm-hmm. Um, could you kind of share a bit about your upbringing, like kind of like more in depth about your upbringing? Because I know that you mentioned it before, um, you know, like in your introduction, but uh, I want to know more about, um, you know, your upbringing and growing up. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I grew up in a predominant, I always say this, I grew up in a predominantly white town, um, very small. It's actually known as a sundown town uh, in okay. the state. And so what that means is that if you're black, then you need to get out of there before sundown. Um, True. Or- yeah. And okay. so there used to be, like, I was told in Paragould, there used to be signs around town that was like, Hey, like this is a sundown town or some sort of warning or whatever. And so like, you know, that was interesting. I never, to be honest, like growing up, I never really experienced like extreme racism. It was more of like um, microaggressions, but I didn't know what a microaggression was until late till like basically now when I look back on my life and reflect on it. Um, but yeah, growing up and like, also, my mom, nobody messes with Tonga Brew. So <laughs> nobody in town, like everyone, everyone loves her, but they also know not to mess with her. Come so on. I think that's like another thing. And so I grew up pretty, I was going to say pretty white. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, as you can tell how I talk. And, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I didn't really know much about the culture. Um, I played basketball throughout my years. Um, I my sister, there was probably one other person of color at our school um, who was older. And then after that, it was just me and my sister, really. And we're half. So we're off Akasi. Um, and I mean, it was great. I, I always felt weird, though, like in school, like I always felt like there was just, just something missing. But it was always when like at 16, we went to this town in Missouri called Branson. So if you look it up, it's like a mini Las Vegas for retirement people and families. And um, there had an Island fire show is what it was called. And it was done by Samoans. And um, they like, basically we adopted some of the like kids that became like our family. Like we still are connected with them and go up to Missouri almost every year to see them. And so when I was with them, I felt like myself. I felt like me and that's like, was a weird feeling and I could never really explain it. And so like growing up, anytime I was around other Islanders, I just felt like myself. Like I felt like happy in my skin. Whereas like when I was with my like white friends, I was always just kind of like, I gotta be this person and I can't like, can't breathe. And I just have to like keep up this appearance. But when I'm with like other Pacifica people, I'm like, I can be my loud proud like I can like joke I can say this and they would get it like sorry I'm jumping ahead but when I would go see my cousin when I finally actually got to meet my cousins and we all hung out together we never really talked growing up like we would email that's the ultimate but we would email and it was like here and there but when we got to be adults and actually like be in person hanging out I was more in touch with them than I was my, my best friend since like high school. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah. It, it's just like this crazy thing that like 
our ancestors really are with us no matter what age we are. And you could be disconnected from us, but if you go to the islands or you go see your family, you will feel that instant connection. I just believe that. And so, um, yeah. And like college was basically the same. Like, I feel like now as I've gotten older and like been more in the community and whatnot, my childhood and kind of like early adulthood is kind of a blur of like being lost yeah. And now I'm able to like meet people and like jive with them on the culture and stuff. And I feel like I feel more found, I guess yeah. you could say as a person. So that's actually crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Honestly, like that's actually so crazy because like just by listening to what you're saying. So you mentioned, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you mentioned that uh, when you were, when you were with your family, as in like your Pacifica family, mm-hmm. um, like you are a lot more yourself, but when you're with your um, uh, as they would say, like, you know, your, your Balangi, um, yeah, you know, friends, right. Um, that's when you were like, kind of like not yourself, like in yeah, terms like, of like culturally I'm, or like bubbly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty bubbly with them. Like they know I'm that like loud friend. Like I'll say what I want to say. I'll interrogate their boyfriends to make sure that they are true. <laughs> right, that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. like they know that's who Ainsley is, but it was almost like, you know, there are times where I was like, I have to, I have to rein Ainsley in, but like yeah. when I'm with my family, like Ainsley can be on full like display, like she can be who she wants to be, like that kind of thing. That's actually so crazy. Like I just realized, and it's funny, I just realized now on the podcast that that was something that I had, like, so what you're sharing right now is what I had, mm-hmm. but it was the opposite really yeah so i just realized that just now like so <laughs> for me like just to share briefly like and i'm like this is so cool that we're actually talking about this because i'm starting to learn a lot more about like my my upbringing too like for me i wasn't really myself when i was with um with my own family like i was really kind of a bit of, like a bit subtle and like not really yeah. being myself but then when it came to my friends i was a lot more myself like i was a lot more free which is crazy because yeah. that was what you were, but it was the opposite. Like you were a lot more free and a lot more like yourself um, mm-hmm. with your family. But when it came to your uh, Balangi friends, like it was a completely different story. Like yeah. you were, you're not as thing. I'm like, that is so crazy. Like that's so crazy how we end up having that shift. Yeah. I think, you know, I think part of it also too is due to the fact that I grew up in like the, what's known as the Bible belt of, this, yeah. of the States. And yeah. so like, you have this, you have to be like this person. Like you have to be like, <clears throat> you have to be like super subtle, like especially women, you have to be like submissive and yeah. like all dainty and like, mm, and like, <laughs> to be honest, we're not dainty. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are strong ass someone women or Pasavika women. Like we, we can handle our own. And I feel like most of us are very like, you know, independent and Mm -hmm. like, we love to have a guy there, but we don't have to have one. Like, it's just kind of that vibe. And that's just not the vibe. Like, I've always felt like the vibe was just slightly different in the Bible Belt where I needed to be super dainty and like, oh, hello, sir. And I'd be like, can I get that for you? And I'd be like, oh, yes. And like, that's just not me. I'm like, no, I got it. I can, I can take it. (laughs) Like, And whereas my mom would be like, Ainsley, be a lady. And I'm like, there's other ways to be a lady. <laughs> you know what's so you know what's so funny about that though is because like in the Samoan culture, like I know this because like my partner's Samoan, and mm-hmm. um, she shares to me that you know one of the things that you got to do as a as a Samoan um, you know woman is that you got to serve. 
Like everything you got to do, you got to serve. So what you're just sharing is what is the Samoan culture as a woman. Like, you know, I think yeah. like being submissive and um, serving. But the funny thing is like the one thing I love about my, like, love about my partner is that um, she's very independent too. So mm-hmm. um, as much as we're still together, like I, I get her to be like, yeah, you, like, you do your thing. Like, it's okay. Because um, eventually when it comes to like, because like, yeah, we're, we're fully kind of devoted Christians. So when it comes to marriage, it's like, all right, once we're married, then obviously the things will change. Like that's yeah. where we'll start to say okay this is what we want in the relationship and this is what we don't want you know i feel like a lot of people yeah. forget the don't like they say okay yeah. this is what i want in a relationship but they don't actually state the things that they don't want so um yeah like i i know that that's something that um she's been thinking about like you know there's certain times where she's like oh i can do it on my own but because she's in that culture she has to be like okay i yeah okay sweet i'll do it <laughs> you know yes. uh, but i know like I, that's the thing i love about like you you mentioned that yeah like you know you you're someone woman um and we're not we're not mentioning that all someone someone women's are like this but we're just i'm just no. saying like like you like you yourself you're you're many like you're mentioning that you know you're you're very independent which i love you know i feel like we, we need to have strong proud um you know ladies out there that are able to be independent well and see to me that's like where things have gotten lost, especially like with my studies through the blog is that like, we've been told as Samoan women, because like, let me tell you, there was a culture shock when I had to go deal with these weddings. Uh, My mom (laughs) will tell you because my mom, she grew up a strong Samoan. She's not traditional in the least. She speaks her mind. She is a Matai and she is the speaking chief. Mm. And so she speaks her mind half the time. She doesn't give two sh- craps about what's going down. She will say it. <laughs> and she it. will say it. I love it. What I, said, what I said is that, like, what I've been told is that she will say it in Samoan and English, like, combined. No, depending on how mad she is, it's what language comes out. And so that's what I was raised by. And so, like, when I went to Australia and they're like, oh, we have to, like, give the elders this stuff or we have to go serve this stuff or I'm reading, you know, um, is it upbringing growing up in Samoa or something, which is by Margaret Mead. Um, and then it's like talking about like the women and stuff. I'm like, this is, this is fishy because there are pictures of Samoan women on the battlefield. I am being told that Samoan women played a huge part in the Mao movement. I am reading all these different things and I'm like, colonization has done some massive shit to our women. And this is where we as like the new ancestors need to uproot that and decolonize our minds because our women weren't timid and we weren't just over here doing sivas. We were actually part of the battle and Mm. you know, Like and our and our ancestors did it with no shirts on. So you know, mm. if they can do that, if those women can do that, <laughs> we can at least stand up and tell the government. I'm about to rant because in the it's government okay, right all. now, go ahead, go in ahead. In the government right now, there's a law in Samoa where a minimum, a minimum of five seats have to be women. Why is that a law? Mm. Why is that a law? It shouldn't be. Like I'm glad that th- that's there, but our women should be running for office in Samoa. We should be filling up parliament right now. We shouldn't be having these old crabby men. And I know someone called me out on my phone <laughs> saying, saying like, you're saying all crabby men. And I'm like, they're like, you need to say some because not all guy matis are bad. And I'm like, if you read it, you're not going to read it that way. You're just triggered. And yeah. so I'm just like very passionate about our women taking up space and like reading like, yes, maybe the traditions say this, but is it tradition or is it colonization? Those are the mm. things we have to ask. 
is it tradition or is it colonization? Because let me tell you, there's another aspect that's not women. That's like church leaders asking for money when they go to a wedding or a funeral. Dude, why are you there? Are you helping with the service? If you're just sitting there receiving envelopes, get the out because that tradition comes from chiefs, matais getting the money so they can help the village. And I know that there are some preachers who are living well off than their she- than the people that are in the church. So do not go to a wedding if you're just going to sit your butt there and receive a stupid envelope and you're not going to actually do anything. Anyways, I'm sorry, but super passionate about all that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, all I'm going to say is she's speaking truth, man. <laughs> Which, hey, it's totally fun, okay? Like, the one thing I love about this podcast, right, is that we're doing this for the people, right? We're wanting to yeah, kind of <laughs> express, you know, our, our emotions and our opinions. And guys, just remember, this is all our opinions, just so you guys yeah. know. Like, this is a, a, a opinion-based podcast. So as much as, yes, we do uh, draw in the facts and stuff like that, and there is some moments where we do draw in a bit of opinions, which is totally fine. You know, I feel like people need to hear, um, you know, these things up because let's be real here. I know that there are people out there probably listening to this podcast right now saying, sis, I'm on the same page as you. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I'm suffocating right now. And so like, sis, I want to say thank you. You know, thank you for being transparent. Yeah. Thank you for being real. You know, you, like, you had the choice not to, but you pulled through. You just said, you know what? I'm just going to say it. And you know what? I do believe, right? This is actually going to impact the one. I know that someone's impacted right now. Right, someone's getting impacted right now. Just saying, I'm just saying, right? So, um, thank you, like, thank you so much. And, um, yeah, just wanted to kind of give a, a, a big disclaimer out there because I know that there may be some people being like, I don't know why you're talking about this, but at the end of the day, this is a opinion based podcast, so, um, you know. This is all based on discussions and having conversations, but I'm loving it. I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> um, but I guess the next yeah. thing I want to kind of get into is, is you know, you're talking about your upbringing. You're talking about, you know, you growing up in the States and, you know, even just uh, in terms of you being uh, like a lot more of yourself and being like the real mm-hmm. side, the, like the real for real side of you, um, you know, with your family and then obviously differentiating with your uh, Balangi friends. And so yeah. my, my, my next question to you is like, how were you able to grow up in, in that knowing that you didn't really know mo- much about your culture um, growing up in like, whether it was like, whether it was in the States or in, or in um, did you say Minnesota? Or was it? Oh, Arcan- I grew up in Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas yeah. yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not really good at the, the U S like language. Okay. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like my question to you is like, how were you able to manage, um, you know, knowing that you didn't know the culture in yourself, like how were you able to, to manage that growing up? Oh, I was so naive. That's literally, it was blissful ignorance. <laughs> like, like to be completely yeah. it was, it was nothing to, I was not so cautious, conscious about it at all. Like I literally felt like, you know, this is how life is going to be. This is what life is supposed to be about. Um, and so literally was just blissful ignorance, you know? And so, um, it, it, but like I said, like growing up throughout my entire just like life, I mean, I, even as a second grader, like my grandma in Samoa, like there was just different things. Like I knew my mom was going to Samoa and I wanted her to take something to grandma. And like every time we had like a grandparents day at school like mom and dad did their best to have like grandparents here in the States, but it just didn't feel right to me. And I don't know why I, maybe I'm just, I was a difficult child, but um, you know, there's just things that just didn't connect with me on a 
like it's because I have a spiritual level. Um, and so I am grateful for all the people that have been my grandparents. I mean, I do have a grandma who's not biological, but she lives in Texas. And like, I do view her as my grandma, like as another grandma, but some of the other older people that have come that just, I don't know. I just, I still connected with my grandma in some way. Like we would call her and like, there was just something about like, I didn't know what she was saying. She always just be like, Ainsley, God bless you. I love you. Um, that's really all she could say. And then she would say something to someone and my mom would say, like would translate it for us. And then, you know, when we first would say hi, she would just laugh. It was like yeah. this most joyful, beautiful sound in the world. And I wish I had recorded it before she passed away. But like just thinking about like just thinking about it, it's just like something that I always loved hearing when she would call and there was just nobody else in the world that had that laugh really. And so, you know, growing up and knowing that you had that connection with somebody you barely hung out with or spent time with, it's just, you're just blissfully ignorant. <laughs> yeah. So. No, honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was in the same boat as you. That's why I was very curious to know. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you deal with the, like knowing that you're having this cultural battle within yourself being like, Oh, I was, Raised in the US, like I was raised in the States, but it's like I don't really know much about my culture. And it's so funny because um, I'm starting to learn now within myself too that there is some moments, even still to this day, like, you know, I work as a, um, as a well-being officer in a primary school, right? Oh, awesome. <clears throat> yeah, so I love it. Like I love like, helping young people like in, in primary yeah. school. So kids from like, you know, uh, from five to you know, 11, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on like the real young. You really are like, impacting people. the person. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help out the young people. Now, the funny thing is there was a teacher that came up to me and she asked me, Oh, Hey, like Josh, is there, is there any chance that you could, like, if you have any time to spare, um, to teach the kids how to do like, Oh, to do the haka for multicultural day. Right. And I actually said, no, like I ended up <gasps> saying no. Right. And it's crazy. Like, this is actually crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, Okay, and then I told her why. I was like, I'll tell her why. I was like, number one, um, I've already got a lot on my plate. Because obviously, uh, for those that are listening to this, maybe, I don't know, in a year's time from this moment, um, we're actually doing this uh, podcast through Zoom. And it's actually during the COVID pandemic. So um, due, due to the COVID pandemic, there's a lot of like, uh, kind of, uh, um, what's it called, like boundaries that have been set in terms of our schools. So there's not actually much that I can do, which means I've got a lot more work to do, um, yeah. you know, with the kids. So my heart first is well-being, right? That's my job. Um, and then everything else is all add-on. So I actually had to say, I'm sorry, um, I actually have to say no. Because, you know, sometimes we actually have to say no <laughs> yeah. you know, to things, you know. I know that for us PIs, you know, Pacifica people, uh, we find it hard to say no. <laughs> we do. Because we're always, we're always wanting to serve and help people. Uh, but yeah. one thing we do have to say is no for our well-being. So I had to say to the, you know, uh, to, um, to the lady who was asking me, she's like, uh, yeah, like, I said to her, I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I can't do it. Like, I'm, my heart at the moment is on the people. Like, yes, my heart's on the culture um, of my people, but I need to focus more so on the the task, like my my job. And, like, it's crazy because I know that some people, people may be listening being like, oh, why don't you focus on culture? Um, you know, why don't you just focus on teaching the kids? And it's like, I've, I understand. Like, I fully understand why. Some people may be feeling a bit, you know, attention being like, Josh, why didn't you focus on mm-hmm. culture? And I would say the real reason why is because for me, well-being is the biggest thing that, that is, 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 um, is what I'm wanting to focus on. Like my job yeah. is 
I'm a well-being officer. Key word, well-being. So I focus on people's well-being. I focus on the kids. Um, you know, if they're feeling anxious, I focus on, you know, targeting um, their anxiety and then helping them, you know, giving, giving them solutions. And I guess that's, um, you know, in terms, of, in terms of our culture, that's probably a, a uh, like a tension that, that a lot of us cultural people would uh, kind of focus on. Like we're not focusing much on the well-being side of our life, but we're focusing more just on the cultural side. Is that something that you can uh, relate to? Oh, de- most definitely. We're always focused on culture or community, 100%. Like there's, I mean, I know my health has been shot half the time. Um, I, ever since I've left college after playing basketball, I have not been focused on my health or anything like that. And that's definitely something my mom went through as well. Um, and I think that's everybody. I mean, I don't know how many times I can pass through different Pacifica people like being like, I'm going on a fitness journey or I'm doing meditation just to like get through life. And yeah. I, it's because we've got so many things going on. I mean, we're not, I feel like it's because we're doing culture and then we got church and then we got our community and then we got our job. And not to even mention our family. I mean, how many, how many other people have to deal with all that stuff? Yeah. You know, it's so. I yeah, it's it's great that you're able to. It's a good thing you've learned to say no because I'm still learning and I'm doing a terrible <laughs> job at it. It's actually so funny because I only just started learning. You know, I only just started yeah. learning. Um, you know, I think it was yeah, it was actually like last year. Like I started to mm-hmm. learn. There was a moment in my life where I started to burn out like I started to feel like feel really burnt up because I was saying mm-hmm. yes to this and yes to that and not actually learning to say no and like if I had to be real like it, it's a cultural thing that's been brought down like it was actually a generational um kind of saying that like we're just used to saying yes yeah, we got you like we'll help you out and like this is where like this is where you actually have to manage and balance like you need to balance the two like moments where you serve and then moments where you serve like as in serve yeah. yourself like you, people feel like yeah like you're, you're you're being really selfish you know it's like no you're not being selfish i'm actually like being selfless <laughs> by focusing on my own health and self-care so that i can help other people out yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's a true, like you said, a balance. And, you know, there are some people who swing one way and say yes too much. There's people that are nice in the middle. And then there's people that say no way too much. So, you know, because we all know that there are people in our community. They're just like, oh, I'm sure someone else can do it, you know, and they don't care. And, you know, and I sometimes do feel like the people that say no a lot and are just sitting on the sidelines are the ones who criticize the most as well. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I think that's that's a uh, one thing I've learned, um, especially in our culture too. Like we need to learn how to say yes, like at the moments where yeah, yeah, I'll help you out, mm-hmm. or and then there's moments where we have to say no, and like honestly, like I know it's very hard as a Pacifica um, person, um, or to be yeah. Uh, Pacific Islander to actually say no like like if your parents tell you right they're like oh, go wash your dishes and you say no then um get ready for a big hiding right yep. but I'm not I'm not mentioning like that like I, what I'm actually mentioning is like when people are asking you hey like is there any chance that you could help us out and you know mm-hmm. that you can't do it like that's the moment where you actually have to say no like I yep. guess uh, what you need to do is let go of your ego right let go of your pride and actually say no I feel like there's so there's there's great humility in actually saying no uh, to certain things. As much as it doesn't feel, it is. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's not just a service to you, but it's a service to them because they need 110 or 100% yes. of you. And if you can't give that, then it's a disservice to them as well. So, yeah, do it, saying, being able to say no is very important. Saying that to myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, honestly, I actually have to constantly tell myself, like, Josh, like, just be okay to say no. Like, it's fine to say no to some things. Like, there's a lot of things that a lot of people ask me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I'm actually going to say no to this. And, like, I say it with confidence because I'm like, no, I'm actually learning how to say no because I feel like I put a post up on Instagram about it. I was like, oh, like, the no that you say today, like, you're actually saying yes to a, a better, you know, there's actually going to be, like, a better opportunity, <laughs> yeah, in the future that you're going to say yes to. So when you say, uh, like, when you give a no out to someone out there, there's actually – a yes out there like a way better opportunity out there but it's all about mindset like a lot of people just um think oh okay because i'm saying no then like oh man like i don't get to help them out like, no 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 there's going to be a better opportunity because you're going to be 110 20 30 percent um you know like alert or focused on the 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 task that you're wanting to mm-hmm. achieve yeah, I, I can attest to that because when I first moved here, there was a time when I probably should have said no because then an opportunity came along and I wish I had been able to take that opportunity versus the one I took. Yeah. And while I'm dealing with it right now and it's fine, um, it's just that now I'm like, I should have just said no and I would probably be happier, but I'm sticking it out and learn my lesson. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly guys biggest takeaway for everyone that's listening to this or watching this on youtube learn to say no just say <laughs> pretty no. simple <laughs> just, learn, just learn get into the the habit of just saying no not, i'm not saying no to everything all right if someone's asking you out and you really like them or right, i'm not telling say you yes, to say no say. like say yes uh, that's fine but what i'm trying to say <laughs> is that there's some moments where you, you just got to say no and like obviously you would know straight away um what i am talking about but other than that I want to I get a lot more deeper into yep. you, my sister. And um, mm-hmm. the one thing I like to get the social guests to do is share a bit about, you know, what's the biggest setback that they've gone in their life? Because I feel like that's kind of like the deeper root behind the reason why you do what you do and where you are today. So, my sister, is there any chance that you can possibly share to us your biggest setback that you've had in your life? Like in terms of like, just like like learning the culture or like... Anything. <laughs> Just life, Anything. I reckon. Oh. Yeah, What's what would you say is the biggest? The biggest setback in my life. Um, I would say the biggest setback uh, would probably be putting the world's expectation of what I'm supposed to do first versus what I actually want to do. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, you know what? I think that's probably what it is. I think it is that, like, I fast forward through my education so I made sure I got that bachelor degree I made sure I got that master's degree uh, made sure I got that job and now that I have all that I'm kind of just like oof this is not what I wanted to do like I did not like my passion is not this I I like marketing it's been able to give me some good skills and stuff like that but I'm not passionate about it Mm. and so like I had a mom who was very persistent as you can tell I talk about my mom a lot she was just one of those people that has made a huge impact moms are Um, the best yes moms are the best honestly I have a relationship with her that's like unlike any other so come on um yeah and so yeah, you know, she wanted me to get that education. We had a plan when I was probably really young where it was like, get the degree, get the master's, get a good job. 
And so, you know, there's different things I wanted to do. And she was just like, you know, this is one thing, one message I do have for you, like, especially young Basavika people is go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like your parents are going to tell you to be a lawyer, be a doctor, be a nurse, be whatever is going to get the money. And I'm sorry, that's where you say no, <laughs> because it's, you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Like I and like I enjoyed marketing for a few years and it was fun, but I'm not happy. I don't like, I like my job, but I don't <laughs> like love my job, yeah. you know? And so when my mom right now, she's wanting me to get my doctorate and I'm like, Oh, like let's hold the brakes. Cause I got two degrees that like are enjoyable and have given me opportunity, but I don't love them. Like yeah. I wish I was doing something else. <clears throat> and so when she's like, get your doctorate, I'm like, okay, I'm going to say no right now, mom. And I'm going to say, this is what I want to get it in. Because right now I wish I'd gone to like Hawaii or um, California. I wish I'd gone to those schools and gotten like a degree in like Polynesian history or Hawaiian history, that kind of stuff to where I'd be able to actually do more in our community or be more of an advocate with the knowledge because knowledge is like more valuable than money. And Mm -hmm. so like with the knowledge that you have, you're able to teach more people and make more of a difference than just sitting beside behind a desk at a nine to five. And you're just wondering what are you doing with your life for eight hours? So, you know, that's where, that's basically where I had to swerve. That was my setback. And so like my going forward was be like, what can I do right now that will allow me when I'm not doing my nine to five so I can pay the bills that will fulfill me like, spiritually and like i'm gonna be happy and that was the blog and like being able to connect with the community because yeah so to be able to like just connect with the community be able to find people all over the world like i have i have been so blessed to be like able to i've connected with like pacifica people in england i've been able to connect australia new zealand samoa here in the states i mean i am like an i feel like i'm an island half the time on my own in nashville there's a few people spursed here and there, but it's nothing like a community like in Utah or a community in Australia or a community in New Zealand. And so like being able to find my online community has been amazing. So like, that's like where I've been able to like fulfill myself versus kind of just being miserable nine to five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Like, thank you so much for sharing your setback because like, I know that there's people out there, like, including myself, that are getting impacted by your story because it's crazy because a lot of people, and this is the reason why I do this all the time, the reason why I get people to share their setback is purely because there are people out there that just watch you for you. Like, they follow you mm-hmm. for you. They only follow you for what they see. But the one thing that yeah. they don't really understand is who you are. They don't have that. They may not have the time. You may not have the time to actually share. But what they do get to have is a platform um, on the impact podcast to listen and be like oh my gosh like i really resonate with her like this is the reason why you know i love her or this is the reason why i follow her i truly follow her because of who she is and and that's the reason why i love getting people to share so i'm so thankful that you shared your yeah. setback because like what you just had mentioned is something that i had experienced and that's the reason why i had let go so for me yeah. i end up i end up like because I, I was halfway through my degree I'm studying bachelor's of social work. So I was going to be a social worker. But this, I'm telling you guys right now, COVID for me has probably been like one of the best things or the best blessing um, that has happened in my life. It actually told me to stop, (laughs) to stop (laughs) saying yes and to actually learn to say no. 
but also to be like, it's time for you to shift. Like I've, I've got mm-hmm. something planned for you and we're going to shift. So I end up saying, all right, sweet. I'm actually going to let go of uni. Um, that was hard because my goal was to, yeah, be the first one in the family to get a degree. But right. just like yourself, I end up saying to my, to myself, I want to focus on something that I'm really passionate on. And so I said, all right, why do I need, and I'm not putting people out there that have degrees, but, um, my heart was saying, okay, why do I need a degree to define me? Like, why do I need a degree to define me? Right? Like pretty simple. So that's why I'm saying, nah, sweet. I'm going to take a step back. And that's why, um, if you guys have been following my journey into personal branding, that is what I'm doing, right? I'm wanting to build my own brand. So I am the brand. Like I do (laughs) what I do. uh, And I do the things that I'm passionate in. And like, that's something that I see in you, sis. Like I can see that what you're doing right now uh, with your brand, you're actually doing things that you actually genuinely are passionate on. And as much mm-hmm. as you went through a time of learning, um, you know, in terms of marketing and wanting to get, like wanting to have the nine to five and getting that degree, you knew that there was actually a lot more um, installed for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, I have to also shout out my friends who I worked with um, two years, almost two years ago, starting this journey because, you know, the, if it wasn't for them, it, literally I think it's all been like a journey that's meant to be because if I hadn't landed that job working at it's uh, called flash shop network, I'm going to shout them out because I still have a soft spot spot in my heart for them. There was two, two, um, there's two girls who I became, they're my best friends. We talk literally every day still. Um, But they're like, they're the girls that like really prompted me to like dive more into my culture. I had my friend Shantara, um, she's black and she like is always talking about how her parents like made her learn her history and learn black culture and stuff like that. And I'm just like, Oh, I wish my mom would have done that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was just like, Oh my gosh. And so she has just been like, Ainsley, do it yourself. Google is free. Like just do it. Come and on. so like, you know, we, I was lucky to have an environment where we were very, um, we had, we had gay people, we had Hispanic, we had black, and like maybe there was just one representation of that community, but it was a very diverse community that I was getting to work with. And our boss was so nice in the fact that there were times where we just like paused and turned around and talked. Like we just talked during the, the work yeah. day, which in some places they don't let you do that. And so I had a boss who, yes, she made us work and she was sometimes hard on us, but she was also very nice to where there was something going on. Like if the, it was an election year, we could talk about it. And so that literally set me off on my journey. And I'm grateful for those group of people because without them, honestly, I don't know if sipping cocoa would have been a thing. Mm. Um, Cause they're also the people I called. I literally was on, I Snapchatted them. I said, guys, I have this idea. Well, what do you think? And they're just like, just do it, Ainsley, just do it. And so, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like. A lot of people don't realize the power of association. Oh yeah. People do not understand how powerful being associated with like-minded people really is. Like, and oh, you're, you, you've, powerful. you've just stated that right now, like how powerful, that, powerful that is. You mentioned two people, like two who are now your best friends. Like, you know, yeah. the ones that you, you keep, like you keep close to. I say this all the time to a lot of people. Like, like if you want, I think it was a saying, it's like, oh, tell me um, your five friends, like the five friends that you hang out with and I'll tell you where you're going to go in five years. And yeah. like looking, looking at where you are now, like it hasn't even been five years yet. <laughs> but like where <laughs> yeah, you are now, if yeah, it wasn't for them. Sorry. 
Yeah, if, sorry. If it wasn't for them, um, you know, helping you out along your journey, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Mm-mm. No, because like we even started talking about wanting to start our own podcast a few years ago, but then I moved and like things like started happening. And so then I was just like here in Nashville, don't really have many friends, but like I was still kind of, you know, on my journey of learning the culture. And I was like, oh, there's so much stuff happening. I just want to talk about it. And like, I would talk to my mom about it. And she was like, Ainsley, you don't know anything. And I'm like, yeah, not my fault, not my fault. And um, so then I was just all this frustration and annoyance. And I was like, I got to say something or else I'm going to combust. And my, and I also credit my dad because he's always been like, Ainsley, you always want to say something and you're mo, you know, your mom's going to get on to you for having an opinion about something. And so just start a blog, you know, or write, write, you know, like it'd be like your online diary or something. So shout out to dad as well. Cause he's always encouraged me to start a blog. And so this is what also what happens too. <laughs> that's amazing. Honestly, like that's so amazing that you've actually utilized, um, you know, the tool of blogging to get your word out or, or and like right now you're, you're like, you're actually getting a message out. And the one thing I love about you is that you're actually like, you're probably more vocal than, um, like then people think like because you're always blogging obviously that's obviously like like whether it's like written or typed um like you got to read it right but it's like man like you only get to uh read with your eyes um you don't really get to hear exactly how she is so once people start to listen they're like oh my gosh i love her (laughs) like you know i love i love like i love the bubbliness about her and stuff like that which is so cool like one thing i love like one thing i love about um, you know, the, the life that we're living now is there is so much access that you can get your word out. Like you can do it in written form, you can do it in video form, you can do it in audio form. And that's the, the uh, what I would say the true beauty behind podcasting is that people get to actually listen. They get to be like, oh my gosh, like I actually resonate with her. Yeah. Uh, I get to hear her out. Uh, I get to actually listen to the voice that I've been waiting for, like after so many years. Because obviously like <laughs> it's been a year since you started um, you know, your brand. So yeah. uh, to see where you are now, actually voicing out after a year, I know that they're going to be your own people too, listening, being like, oh my gosh, I've finally been able to listen to her. Like, I want to talk <laughs> to her. Yeah, it's just, I figured if I did a podcast or video, I probably wouldn't shut up. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I was like, I'm on the same page. That? I am on the same page. Like the one thing I love about being a podcast host is that you get to just ask questions and like listen. Like for mm-hmm. me, I can talk for days. Like if you ask my partner, she will tell you. She's like, this guy can talk. <laughs> my mom knows that for sure. My whole family knows that. But my the one thing yeah. that is the one thing that is so humbling about doing a podcast and being a podcast host is that you're always focusing on the guest. And that's what I love. I'm like, I want to hear your story. And um, <laughs> as much as I do talk a lot, even my mates know that. They're like, oh my gosh, she talks so much. But like I've learned now through podcasting that like I just want to listen. Like I want to listen yeah. to you, you know. And and like it's cool. It's cool to see that you did have a passion to get into podcasting. But it's cool that you also focused on blogging. And I guess yeah. my question to you is, um, and this is going to transition into our next, um, you know, segment or stage of the conversation mm-hmm. or our podcast. Is what actually got you into podcast? I mean, sorry, um, on blogging. Like, so I actually wanted to be a journalist when I was younger. And so that's kind of like where it prompted me was I wanted to do journalism because my auntie um, on my dad's side 
she was a journalist. And so I was like, oh, well, there's a lot of, cause she got to interview like the Lord of the Rings cast back in the day. And I was like, Ooh. oh, she got to do that. So I want to do that. And so like, I, I want to do that. But also during the time that I was making that decision, the war in Iraq was happening. And so my mom saw that and was like, if you're going into journalism, you don't know if they're going to send you to like a war zone. And I'm like, so like yeah. I, it's getting the message out. And so that's probably where it all started. And then it's basically just been like, I enjoy writing. I, I am not always grammatically correct. I spout off things because I type how I talk. And so, but it also like helps me keep my message concise versus yeah. like, while I'm talking, I'm just going to ramble and go off here and go <laughs> off there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so blogging has been able to like center me and like write it out and view what I'm writing. Um, and I just kind of like, the medium of being able to type it out. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's just kind of therapeutical in a way too. Um, I always kept diaries as a kid. Um, I, they now travel with me because Lord knows what's all in them. And I don't yeah, want yeah, yeah. to find them. And so, you know, it's just stuff that I've done since I was a kid to be able to like, cause I guess when I, I'm just going to lay this out there. When I was younger, there's just a lot I was going through. Yeah. Um, and so I would get frustrated and like, just my dad was just like, okay, here, just write it out and you'll feel better. And so that's what I started to do. And that's why blogging is kind of the thing I do now, because when I write it out, I feel just a little bit better and it's out of my mind and it can go. <laughs> Come on. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Cause it, it, it's cool because like, um, I know like when I was learning, uh, or sorry, when I was studying, uh, social work, like, you know, we, mm -hmm we get taught like, you know, anxiety, like, and how to, you know, bring solutions and how to work with people that, that are going through, you know, what you're going through at, at a young age. And like, I love that, you know, I, I love to learn yeah. things that will be able to help people and have a skill oh, yeah. set. Um, and I, I, one of the things that we learned was, um, yeah, journaling, like journaling is like a, a another way. Um, and it's so funny. People don't realize there is so many ways to actually get your emotions out. It can be through mm -hmm. blogging, it could like like what you're doing right now. It can be through journaling. Like one thing that I do is I, I do a voice memo because I talk like and I like listening to myself in terms of like how how I'm feeling. Uh, what yeah. I'll do is I'll use a voice recorder on my phone. So I'll have my phone and be like, you know, if I was really angry, I'd be like, man, I hate this. I hate that. Um, I wasn't really much of the, the typing uh, type of person or writing. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, my handwriting is like, like probably worse than a doctor's. Um, <laughs> so um, for me, I was like, oh, like at the end of the day, I wanted to focus on the thing that would actually get me out there, which is obviously doing the voice recording. And then I'll, obviously through there, I started to transition into podcasting because yeah. I was able to voice out my opinions. And for you, you ended up going through um, the stage of journaling. And mm -hmm. like, it's crazy to see now that you transition from your own journaling into your own diary and all your emotion to actually going out there being, you know what, I can actually help people. Like I can actually help other people out there by blogging. Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of women out there that are so keen on blogging, but oh, they're, they're having some sort of tension. And so what would you say for those out there, or the, like the women out there, it may not be blogging. It may, it may be like a podcast or maybe, I don't know, doing vlogs, like whatever they're going through right now. What would you say for you was like the secret sauce or the secret ingredient um, to actually you getting into blogging? Just do it. <laughs> like yes. honestly i'm just saying like I, it sounds so cliche to say that but it's just like just do it like if you're 
if you're worried, like if people aren't going to read it or if you're worried about like, is my message good enough? Somebody like this podcast here, this is impact one person. If you can just do that, it will ripple effect. Like that's all you have to do. Like when I started sipping cocoa, I had no idea what was going to happen to it. Um, like I literally, like I said, I messaged my friends and I was just like, Hey, I really want to do this. What do you think of this name? Um, what do you think of this logo? Like get your core friends, get the people that know who you are, talk to them about it. They'll support you no matter what. And you'll have that one friend that's literally just going to be like, girl, just fucking do it. Like that's literally (laughs) what they're going to say to you. Because that's what my friend said to me. She was just like, Angela, just fucking do it. Like, oh my gosh. And so I did it. You just, it's an easy sign up. If you like, you can easily just walk through the sign up and just start writing. Like, just write it out. Just get your word out there and like, you know, share it. I like for the longest time, I was just like, and share other people's stuff. That's like what's helped me too. And that's like what you got to do to can com- like to create your community is share other people's stuff. Because if you're just sharing your stuff, it doesn't really resonate sometimes. But if you share other people's stories, you're able to like do more. I feel. Yeah. So, yeah. Just go out there and do it. Don't do not let the doubt stop you from being the best self that you can be. Yeah. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because a lot of people don't realize that the only person that's actually stopping them from actually doing it is themselves. It's actually you. And like, mm-hmm. they're actually putting the lid on, like they're putting the lid on themselves saying, I don't know if I can do it. Like that was me when I started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I was going through a lot of doubt. I'm like, Oh, I'm yeah. sure if I should do it. And I'm telling you guys right now, if I did not start it back last year, 2019 in August at the end of August, like I'm telling you guys right now, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Yeah. Like I'm looking at all the people's lives. Oh. Like I wouldn't even met you, sis. Like I wouldn't have met you if I didn't start it. Like because well, that's how we just connected. Your profile. Yeah, just your profile. You can see all the people that you've been able to meet, which is astounding. That's awesome. Yeah, like people don't realize how much of a blessing there is on the other side. The only thing that is stopping them is them. Yeah, and honestly, like you. I like just can't like when I look back and think about it, I'm like, I don't know what I was starting. I like even to this day, like even to this day, you really just don't know what's going to happen. And you will have like days where you still doubt yourself and you're like, Oh, I missed like y'all it's August. And I still haven't written a blog for August. Like I, there's just like a lot of things where you're just kind of like, Oh, I should have been doing this. And, but you gotta remember this is your platform. And like, if people want to follow you, they'll follow you. And if they don't, that's fine too. Like you don't need astounding numbers to like create an impactful message or to be that person for other people. Yeah. And honestly, that's the reason why we're, we're focusing on the one, like that's the the main reason why we're just wanting to like impact the one because not only is it simple, but it's something that a lot of people take for granted. Like they take for granted. Like, oh yeah. I'm wanting to inspire the many. I want to inspire the nations. But then the question I'd ask him is like, how is your neighbor going? You know, is it like, you know, mm-hmm. are you actually looking after the people beside you? Because while there's people out there wanting to be, and this is like my heart behind it. Like the, the reason why I wanted that to be the mission is because we have so many people out there wanting to be like inspirational leaders. They want to be, you know, motivational speakers, which by all means I'm like, yes, do it. Right. 
But I yeah. guess the first person that you actually have to impact and inspire and to motivate is the people around you. Like, are you mm-hmm. like like who who are you impacting right now? Like, while you're not in the glory stage, where are you? Like, are you like in yeah. terms of your story stage? Like, are you building? Like, how are you building your story to get to where you are right now? Because just like everyone else in the world. Um, that are successful, they always started with the one. Like they ended up starting off with doing one thing, one step at a time. So honestly, like this is the thing. This is the reason why yeah. I wanted to get you on here because, like, I, I love I love the way that that you express your emotions. And the good thing is, I'm learning a lot about you. And this is actually the first time I don't know. I said it before. This is actually the first time we actually met, and I feel like yeah. I learned so much about you in in the space of an hour than um, probably some of your own people, like as in your own family. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the great thing about our community, I feel like, is that we connect like this, but it's almost like we've all known each other for a long yeah. time, too, you know? Honestly, yeah, I think it's so, just that readability. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been so wonderful, and I, when I meet a Pacifica person, when they're just like, oh, and I'm like, uh, you just don't, you don't know what you're missing out. You like, if you don't have that instant connection with some Pacifica people, I'm just like, ooh, Man, you're missing out on some like, 100%, awesome stuff that's going 100. on. Even that, I love that you so, mentioned like because yeah. that's a that's a shift. Like that's a shift in perspective. Like there are there are some people out there um, that that will get offended and be like, "Oh my gosh, like like you don't know me." But for us, we're like, "No, no, 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 you're actually missing out. I've got a lot in here, and it's not in like you're not boasting or you're not doing it in a cocky way. You're just saying out of confidence, like." There's a lot in me. There's a lot of value that I could bring. There's a lot of happiness. There's a lot of joy that I can bring. But because of your ego or because, like, you're not wanting to know more about me, then it's like you're actually missing out. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, like, I just feel like – I guess I assume anytime I meet someone who's like Islander that we would all just, auto- I don't know. Cause like most of the people I meet, we all automatically connect. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. And so like when somebody's not like that, I'm like, who raised you or what yeah. vibes were you coming out of? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm just automatically ready to hug and be like, Oh, Hey, like, how's it going? Like, yeah. So, but that's also my personality too. So. A hundred percent. And I think, like for those out there that are like that, like that are like really kind of, um, you know, self-centered or being like, oh, no, it's okay. Like very kind of introverted or shy. I think one thing I've learned through my life is that like, it's always good to just stay curious. You know, it's always good to just, you know, instead of thinking that you know what's going on, ask questions. Like oh, yeah. I learned, I was listening to a podcast recently and it's like, um, like there's a, there was like a certain doctor who, who, like you end up asking certain questions. Oh yeah, it was on Craig Rochelle. So Craig, uh, Craig is in the States. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the pastors uh, leading, uh, I think Life Church. And and he was sharing that he went to the doctors and funny enough, this doctor was asking like 21 odd questions, but he knew the answer at the third. At the third question, he already knew the answer, but he was asking so much questions. And so um, Craig was saying, okay, so like, why didn't you just stop there? He's like, oh, because I know that there's a lot more that I can get. And it's like always wanting to look for confirmations. And so mm-hmm. that's the reason why I always ask questions. I'm always asking questions to certain people being like, yeah, I think I'm going to ask 21 questions. So then <laughs> I know that I'm actually uh, like 120% right. Like, I don't want to be yeah. wrong, like at the end by saying something, being like, you know, judging them saying, you know, it's because of this. It's like, well, maybe it might be, but... The good thing is I'm asking questions. 
Yeah, and, and you. I think it's. I think that's awesome, especially as a host. I mean, that's a great thing to have, a great skill to have. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think if if people understood the the shoes that you would have to feel when when it becomes oh, when you are a podcast host, uh, yeah, you need a lot of this. You need a lot of listening and um, a lot of um, yeah. Sorry, less of this. <laughs> yeah, less, less well, of, you got to have a little bit of that too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Hundred. You need to actually talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess um, you know I want to I want to start you know kind of wrapping up this podcast and. <laughs> You know, obviously the main purpose that I love to share with people out there is that, yeah, we want to focus on the who first before the do. So we want to focus on who you are as a person, as a special guest, um, you know, jumping on here. But now what we're going to do, knowing that people know who you are, we're going to talk more about your brand. I was, yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this within like the next 10 minutes or so um, to, to, to wrap up this podcast. But sister, can you kind of share a bit about your story on, on, on your, your, your brand? Like, could you kind of share yeah. a bit about how that started up? Yeah. So uh, like I had mentioned before, I uh, was talking to my friends about starting a, a blog and um, I always felt like there's just not a lot of, there's some blogs out there that aren't really talking about some of the, like the touchy issues in the Pacifica community. Like there's just something some people aren't talking about. They're a little miffed about it, but they're not really like opening up the conversation. And so like, I always, you know, the phrase, oh, we got the tea or like this tea is popping and that kind of thing. And I was like, I love that. Like, I love that. And so I was like, I've got to find a way to do like a Pacifica version of it. And to me, it was cocoa because of Samoan cocoa. And so I was like, sipping cocoa, why not? And so that's kind of like where it all like came around to. It was like, I've got the cocoa. I'm telling you, I'm telling you this. I've never seen a savage brand like your brand. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. it is so savage because I, I I was reading it and like because like me 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 and my partner like um like we're all about that tea <laughs> like all about having yeah. <laughs> you know tea talks and it's funny because a lot of the tea talks that we have isn't actually um like we don't have a lot of beef against each other but there's a lot of beef that like have been told by us so someone's probably told us some beef and we're like all right like. You know, instead of us going to someone else that we know that's yeah. going to gossip and talk about it to someone else, like we will talk together and like actually have a conversation about it and learn. There's actually, people don't realize that there's actually a lot to learn if you have the conversation with someone that will actually tell you, okay, what can we learn by it? Like instead yeah. of being judgmental and pointing people the finger and and saying, you know what, like you know, that's the reason why I shouldn't be like them. It's like, no, what can we learn from the situation? So we do that all the time. Like just being real yeah. out there. Like we always talk about, you know, someone's told us their story. We're like, all right, cool. Like we'll share it together and be like, okay. Like obviously we always keep it, um, you know, very confidential within ourselves. That's that's the kind of the maturity side that that we, that we have. Um, but I, I started to learn like one thing that we always talk about is like, oh, like, like, oh, I have tea. Like, I've got some tea. And she's like, okay, sweet. <laughs> like, yeah, we've got some tea. tea. Yeah. And like, that's the thing I love about your concept yeah. behind your brand. It's like, that's pretty much what it is. And I love it, like, because it's, it's, <laughs> that's what I said. It's very savage. Like, yeah. if, if, like, especially in the Pacifica um, community, like, they know what tea. They, like, if you say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, let's have a coffee, like, you know, straight away what coffee is about. Yeah. <laughs> And so, I mean, like that's, I also created because I wanted to be unapologetic for what I had to say. Like I didn't want to, I didn't ever want to go on there and be like, oh, I am sorry that I said this. I just wanted to be like, 
This is Sipping Cocoa. If you don't like it, you don't have to read it. This is my opinion. And I'm going to be harsh about it and some mm-hmm. stuff, you know? And I mean, starting out, a lot of it was all issue-based. Like, it was all yeah. like, don't talk about being plastic. Oh, wow, somebody's being racist. And like, yeah. just different things. And, you know, um, I kind of softened up when it came around, like, February and March because I was super excited about, like, I guess it was also kind of savage on my part because, like, another thing that I talked about, like, in February was, like, why are Polynesian men not wanting to date our women? Obviously, you are in a very nice Polynesian relationship, but, like, why are some of our men, like, being rude and assholes to our women? Um, It's something, it's kind of like a concept that, like, the Black community deals with as well. And so that was like part of it all because we always support the Polynesian man and we always like, and I know I'm talking to one right now, but yeah, we always yeah. support them. We always hype them up. We're always like, Oh, look what he's doing. Look what that's going on. But we never hype up our women, like hardly ever at all. Like we're always in the background serving and being timid and, uh, and we're not timid women. If you know a Polynesian woman, we're all pretty laughing loud and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, so like it's just something that i've been like why can't we just be that like like why can't we just be our true selves and our men love us for it and why aren't we making movies about this like i would love to see a pacifica like romance movie like i want yeah. pacifica, the notebook you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Want, like i'm a hopeless romantic at heart and so it's just like one of those things where sipping cocoa was gave me the platform to be savage and to also like call out the shit that's going on in our community or to our community. So just like, like what I have on today is my loud, proud hyena laughing Brown woman, because um, somebody who watched, who was an ex editor uh, editor for a um, used to be prominent, Pacifica magazine uh, called out the cis show and was like saying all these things. And I'm like, girl, don't you know that they're making history here? Like there's no need for this at all. Like you are taking away queen's crowns when you should just be in like way to go, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I love it. Like I love, I love what you're doing. And then, and like, this is the thing. Um, I know that a lot of people may see your things, like the things that you do very offensive. And um, for me, I'm always like, just the first thing I'll be questioning to them is like, where's your heart at? Like, you know, how are you going? Um, because for me, I'm always curious, right? I'm always mm-hmm. like, even, even to like, I know that in this, in this season, like um, I know that a lot of people have been talking about the save the um, save our children. Like, you know how that's been a big thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, trafficking like human trafficking but even like Mm -hmm. child trafficking certain things like that i'm very curious about that i'm always like just listening and just asking certain questions like i don't know everything (laughs) i don't know everything in the world but it's cool to just stay curious and i know that that's something that you're doing like you're always like oh Oh, yeah and like honestly like why you know instead of you saying this is the reason why it's like why is it that men you know like us like you know like poly polynesian men why aren't we you know, accepting our own women. And funny enough that you say that, I feel like this is a great time for me to share this because I know that this will help you out. Like for me, I I remember like I, like my first partner, like when I was growing up, she was Tongan, right? And then mm-hmm. my second one was Samoan. And then after this, that one, I was like, nah, I'm not going to date any, any like, you know, 
like you know um pacifica woman oh, yeah. i was like nah stuff that and um funny enough it wasn't her it was actually me like it was actually it wasn't them it was actually me mm-hmm. i started to place that in myself and then you know i ended up dating like a uh, a Palangi woman and then that didn't go too well and then I don't know where I knew straight away my I told myself I was like I'm never going to date a, a poly woman at all you never say never and then guess what <laughs> <laughs> guess what like legit like like a year later I ended up you know end up dating a Samoan woman and honestly like as much as like yeah it's the cultural side of things like her like being in my life has completely changed, um, you know, the way I see things and the way I am right now. Like, and mm-hmm. she would never allow me to say that to her, but I'm going to say this right now. Like, I I am so grateful to have her in my life. But, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm probably, like, probably the fair few. Like, I'm probably the fair few minorities that will actually date my own uh, my own kind um, in terms of, like, the Pacifica people. But, yeah, I'm so grateful that you shared that because that that really made me it kind of cemented in, in, in me that like I'm, I'm on the right track. Like, I love it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm out there bashing anybody that's outside of our community dating our men, but it's just like, and there's like a ton of Polynesian Pasifika couples like yeah. Avi, but it's just, you know, when you see as people like start climbing, this is my thing that I've noticed most as people, as men, yeah, Pacifica men start getting into like rugby and they start climbing that rugby ladder. Their choice of women start to get wider. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so true. Like, that is actually like, so true. She's she's not lying on that one. What's happening now? Like I did an uh, unofficial like study of Pacifica like um, men like rugby players um, because I was like, is this a thing? And my unofficial study, like I just pulled random dudes who are in the world rugby, um, the world rugby cup and like just doctor socials. And that, then nobody's like out there explicitly saying like someone's Caucasian or Balangi. Um, but I was like, I think there was probably like 20 or 10% of men were dating someone that was a person of color or at least Pasavika out of yeah. the, the, out of the 20 men I pulled 10%, I think, or 20, it's in my blog. There's a blog where I yeah, put it yeah. out there, but it's just like, you look at all the guys who are actors or who are rugby players or super big. None of them are dating. Hardly any of them are dating are women. And it's, I, I truly believe it's because I think we're lower class mm. when I'm sorry, I got a bachelor's and a master's and I got a pretty dang job, a pretty dang <laughs> you know paying job. So, but that's, like, that's just yeah, yeah. my own self up. So I don't feel bad about being single. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, cool. Like, I just love that you're very transparent and very real. Like, um, I know that there are probably women out there that are on the same page as you. They're probably saying the same thing. Like, like, why aren't they coming to us? And so, yeah, it's good. I, I'm so grateful that you're sharing this. And I guess just to, you know, finish up this this podcast, yeah. um, the one thing I want to ask uh, about you is what's the vision? You know, what's the vision behind Sipping Coco? Like, what is the big vision that you want? Like, you know, when it comes to the time where you're on your deathbed laying down being like, oh, snap, like, oh. this is all, it's been successful. I've, like, I've, I've finally, I'm finally there. What is that? Like, what is the vision behind? So I actually recently had somebody who was like, are you going to turn this into like a magazine or like something like that? And I was like, Oh, I didn't think about it, but I guess I will. Um, my thing is, is like, I really just want to uplift Pacifica stories. Like I just, I am so passionate about story. Like when Sis came out, 
I, for a good solid week, I'm pretty sure that's the only content I posted about. And I'm like, I'm sure people are sick of me talking about this. Um, but it's just because I want people to know, like, you know, we have entertainment magazine or like other, uh, other entities, platforms where they're talking about movies being made by Palungis, you know, or, and so I want that for our community. I want there to be a space where the latest news or the latest topics are being discussed. And I know I'm not the only one that wants that. Um, I know there's a magazine here in the U S that's about to launch, um, Pacifica or Pacific, I've been saying Pacifica all night, um, Pacific US magazine. They're about to launch and I was able to write for them. And so they're doing stuff like that right now. Um, but my vision would be something similar or just being able to make it bigger where I have more writers on the blog and it's more of a website for like a hub, a hub of like where everybody can come and discuss ideas because I think that's what we're missing in our community. You know, like we have people who, report on stuff but nobody is like actually asking the community like let's discuss this like why is this a tradition why like why is this happening does it have to continue to happen can we make a new tradition you know so i want there to be a space where people can have conversations with each other rather than being told yeah that's amazing i'm so excited like i want that to happen (laughs) now like that's that's how (laughs) That yeah. is so amazing. I, I know even that, like, I know people here, like here in Australia, that would love to see that. And especially for the women too. I know that there's a lot of women that I know um, that would love to to get in touch, like get on, get on board with that. Like, that's amazing. That is, that, is, yeah. that is really, really, really good. That's another reason why I'm trying, like, I... I feel like living here in the U S is like limiting me in a way. I guess that's one of my limitations. I should have said that earlier, but I don't have an overcomer yet, but it's just like, I feel limited here because I can't really like physically connect with those people. And like, while virtual is great, I would love to just actually sit down and have a coffee and be like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's get this done and plan it and do it today. Whereas like over virtual, you're kind of just like, you know, and it's like, it's not the same, but yeah. I'm glad it's there. Like, I'm happy to have it. Yeah. No, I'm so thankful, sis. Like, I'm really enjoying this, like, conversation. I know that we can go for, like, hours and hours. Yeah. It's so cool. Two people like, that <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's like, you, have to, you actually have two, like, talkers on here, like, having a conversation. But the good thing is, like, I do have a, a set limit on here. So um, we're going to start wrapping up this, uh, this podcast um, thank you so much. Honestly, I'm so grateful thank that you, you took out your time um, to to jump on. I know that you know. I think it's I don't know maybe eight o'clock, uh, eight eight thirty ish, or yeah. yeah, roughly roughly around there. Yeah. So uh, and it's eleven or I think it's eleven thirty ish. Yeah, like a.m. in the in the morning. So uh, we're gonna start wrapping up this podcast. And I guess the last thing that I like to do, and I like to do this because I want to really have people to finish off with a bang. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those that are listening, to be impacted. Um, yeah, one thing I get the spot, uh, the special guests to do is have an opportunity to share a bit of encouragement. And so um, it can be something on your heart or just something that we just uh, just uh, had a discussion on. But, yeah, so is there any uh, chance that you can possibly share a bit of encouragement for those that are listening and watching? Yeah, I would say if you are interested in actually doing something like this, like a podcast, a blog, a vlog, or anything, just go and do it. Um, I've said this multiple times. Our community does not have a quota. We need to not think 
if you are watching like fresh or if you're watching whatever entity is coming out, that's not it. We can have more fresh TV or we can have more other things. Those people doing that, that's great, but we need more. There's no quota of Pacifica elements or creatives out there just because we have a Jason Momoa or a the rock Johnson. We need more. So go out there and do it because we need you to do it. Um, That's like another reason why I did sipping cocoa is because yeah, there are other blogs out there that are larger than mine, but there's no quota. There's no like one person. You don't see Palangi people out there being like, Oh, we got Benedict Cumberbatch. That's the only Brit we need, you know? So we need more people from the U S from all over the, from Australia, New Zealand, all over throwing creative stuff out there or their message, being politicians, being business people, just doing it all. So that's my message is like, go do your passion and be great at it. Come on, come on. I think <laughs> I heard this two years ago. <laughs> but yeah, guys, you heard it here first from, from Sipping Coco. <laughs> you heard it from here first. But yeah, sis, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I'm, I've been encouraged. I've been impacted. And I know that there are people out there being impacted. But yeah, that is all that we got. Um, so what's the best way that people can connect with you for those out there that want to connect? Yeah, so you can follow my Instagram. I'm more active on there. I do have a Facebook and Twitter. It's all um, at Sipping Coco. Uh, and then if you need to email me, uh, I have an email that's sippingcoco at gmail.com. And then my blog is also linked to my bio on Instagram or I think sippingcoco.com is now where you can go. Yeah, so, yeah sweet. those are all the things. <laughs> Yep, yep. So for those that are watching this on uh, the uh, our YouTube platform, it'll be down in the links down below. But if you're like tuning through this podcast through Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just go onto our Instagram. Um, like we will be following her on our Instagram page at the Impact Podcast Show. And so yeah, you guys can uh, click on there, and then you have all the information there, and that'll be cool. But other than that, that is all that we got, sis. I want to say thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to everyone that has watched and uh, listened to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Um, COVID hasn't allowed me to do much, but this has been like a highlight for a Friday night. So I'm so like pumped. <laughs> thank you come so on, much for Come on, come yeah. on. No worries, no worries. So yeah, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for those who are listening and we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>